2: Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, sitting on the porch here at Millburgers on another bright, sunny, cool day here at the nursery. It's a little sunnier than it was yesterday, but it's awfully pretty. And uh, we encourage you to come by and visit with us. lots of folks here. Um, I'm trying to see... Kind of what they're getting. Uh, One of the things they are getting pumpkins, pumpkins, pumpkins. pumpkins. Yeah, Millburgers has a great selection of pumpkins. Uh, I saw one woman. Gosh, she really must have been. Well, no, I think that's that may be her out there, or that may be another one with a whole uh, wagon full of pumpkins, all different sizes and stuff. So. uh, it's a, it's a great place to be. The kids will enjoy You have a, uh, the Monster Maze, which is fun, and all kinds of fun stuff here at Millburgers. You can give us a call. We got lots of great calls yesterday. We encourage you to call in today and uh, tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867. Uh, 210-308-8867. And uh, if you're outside of San Antonio, say maybe Johnson City. 866-308-8867. We hope Johnson City Joe got a radio. We were going to go like I thought maybe after the fact we should have done a radiothon and raised money, you know, to get Joe a uh, a new radio, but it sounded like he was okay. Sound like maybe he had one in his bathroom. Yeah. Now, okay. Now, I don't mean to be pushy, what? but we can't hear you cuz you're not you're nowhere near the microphone. Oh, I was busy. <laughs> Oh, yes, we've started.
3: <laughs> there you go. Now we hear you.
2: Yeah. Is that better? That's
3: better. Milton tells me when to put the microphone.
2: There you, oh, I see. Okay. I see what you mean. 210 308 88 All right.
3: All right. Our man Dennis came through for us again Not, yesterday. Now, what do you. Don't read that address out. What address?
2: Oh, I don't know which one you're talking about. <laughs> what?
3: Oh, uh, Ms. Moy? Yeah, don't. Uh, that's Okay, we'll start out with that one, but I won't give the address. So, uh, Dennis wrote in from uh, Austin, our reporter, uh, our researcher. researcher, researcher, says, during Saturday show, y'all were talking about Mr. Moy, mainly because his picture is on the sale, sales item uh, with citrus on the... Uh, on the Milberger self-item. Website, list, yeah. A Website, yeah. There. And said, Jerry said he thought Mrs. Moy was still alive and living in Houston. This is the information he found about Mrs. Moy. I wonder if if he did a search for Moy, because yeah. Yeah. His, 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 his true name yeah. is Yen, Yen yeah. Moy... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in other words, Moy is a middle name. Oh, I don't know. Then maybe it's not the is right.
4: This, does this strike me as something that might be going on and on here, Mel? No.
2: Yeah, we pr- <laughs> go move to the next one.
3: So, so, so we think she's still alive. And yeah, she's still alive. Uh, uh, Lisa L. Moy.
2: Okay. Well, don't. Uh,
3: that's. Don't. It shouldn't be that away. Okay. So. Uh, it should. Uh, just, I, well, just, I, I guess she's, I don't. I, I don't know if she's using the last don't name. Don't
2: worry about it. Just move on to the next one. He <laughs> he found that for you, not for our whole audience. Our whole audience doesn't need to know that. <laughs> they don't. I don't know who this poor person is, and you're you're giving all their information on the air. Put your microphone back. <laughs> Okay. So you're starting that again today. I know. Bit. Just makes me nervous. Okay. What else you got there?
3: Anyway, this person is uh, 87 years old.
2: Uh huh.
3: And she lives in uh, Spring, Texas. Okay. And I like. I we, said, still, I th- we still we still can't hear you. And the phone number is. Don't
2: give the phone number. Okay.
3: <laughs> also, he. Uh, sent me some information on that uh, bottle brush we were talking yeah, about yesterday. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, and it's hardy to Zone 7 and kind of what we talked about It's supposed to, it says uh, a Woodlands hardy will tolerate even Zone 7 winters. Uh, we're, we're eight here <laughs> or uh let's see, late 8 or mid 8 or whatever. Anyway, uh, zone, zone 7 would be Tennessee. Where I live. However, as I read the description of there, it, uh, it talks about outdoor light, full sun or part sun. And then it gives the pH range. Oh. This is where we lost it. Oh. Acidic, mildly acidic, neutral, slightly alkaline. Oh, We're more than slightly alkaline yeah. here. I think... So this sounds like an East Texas plant. And,
4: that, and that's probably a key... I, I think some of some of those uh, bottle brushes are more tolerant of alkalinity. But I think generally... That's probably one of the limiting... Yeah, uh, ...why they are so erratic in terms of uh, production here.
3: (laughs) But uh, (laughs) it says deer-resistant, rarely bothered. Really? Oh. They obviously haven't met up with (laughs) (laughs) artists. And is native to Austria. Huh. Which, uh, why, it, it's cold there, so that maybe that's why it gets its cold time. Anyway, it doesn't sound like it's uh, adapted to down here, even though it's cold time.
2: Okay, well, that's good. Well, Thank you, pre- Dennis. I appreciate that, Dennis. Hey, Sylvia is on the line, starting off already with some good calls. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hi, Sylvia. How can we help you today? <laughs>
1: Hi, right. I'm calling uh, Gee, y'all went off the bucket I asked this question last time I'm calling to find out I think my son says the name of the tree Is Hackberry Tree Yeah uh, But but anyway uh, it, it, They die off And then they come back They're hard to pull out of the ground And I noticed that uh, some little uh, ones Start to grow in some of my plants What could I use to get rid of this?
4: Well, I think think they probably, in San Antonio at least, are are the most notorious reseeding plant there is. I don't think
3: I've ever heard of that.
4: (laughs) They're real invasive. Uh, Oh, uh, yeah. They've got uh, berries. The birds love the berries, but the the berries uh, get in everywhere and they send up new plants. And you're right, they don't, you know, like a mulberry you can kind of pull it right up, but a hackberry... Now, the, our, the the best way, uh, which is it's not, not not easy at all, but it it's easier than it used to be. Uh, <laughs> you you cut them you cut them at ground level the the uh-huh. invasive seedlings, and then you use a little a drop of a stump and vine killer, and that stops them from re uh, you know kills the root system. But it's an ongoing process. They'll, because they uh, reproduce and restart every every. If you got a rose bed, they'll find a way to get. Oh those. yeah. Fence lines. They're just. Oh, they, yeah. should,
3: they should be called f- why, fence line trees. Why are they so thick on the fence line, Calvin? Right. Uh, it's, it's it's
1: close to the fence line.
3: Yeah. Why is that, Calvin? Well,
4: I would guess that it's because. <laughs> They're they're such a an important
3: bird food. Yeah, damn birds. And oh, birds, well, Calvin answered that well. Birds <laughs> sit
4: on the fence and poop, and uh, uh-huh. every it seems like every
3: one of those uh, seeds uh, that goes through the bird uh, germinates. <laughs> so uh, if you want to keep them from coming up on the fence line, you just keep the d- birds shoot away from the fence. <laughs> Good luck Good. on that. <laughs>
1: okay and if you wait
3: a minute if you just okay. break them off uh, well. and I'm speaking of experience if you just break that seedling off it'll uh-huh. re sprout it'll send up another sprout so it's very important that you use this cut vine and stump killer
1: okay just okay.
3: just one little drop on uh-huh. uh, if it, it, it where when they're growing among anything. Uh, you can do it in rose beds, and uh, I've got I've, I've got a lot coming up in uh, in my uh Yopin holly. Yeah. Oh. coming out of the Yopon and Burford holly. Well, they'll even find a, it. Won't,
1: it won't kill my other plants. No, no.
3: no. Okay. It, yeah. You just put a little drop on the cut. Yeah.
4: Yeah. That's that's the magical. Another neat thing is that it's it's a small container. And it's reasonably priced. You don't have to, uh, you don't have to pay sixty dollars for a, a, yeah. little, a jug of the. You, you, pay, you pay twelve dollars for a jug, and it lasts for a long, long time. Yeah, because you just use <coughs> a little drop, and usually there's a little brush that allows you to just put the drop on the cut.
3: Yeah, right after, right oh, after you cut okay. it. Put the right after put you cut it, it you side. put that uh, drop on there. Okay. now what what we've done what uh we've done is uh King we have, we have one person cutting <laughs> cutting the sprout up uh-huh. and and uh we have one person there immediately yeah. putting the drop on the cut surface. I think that makes a
2: difference. Yeah. Oh, it does. And,
3: and why, why is that? Because you say, well, I'll, I'll cut them all, and then I'll come back and put that drop on
4: there.
3: Yeah. Well, first of all, the thing dries, the cut dries, and they're not good. And secondly, you can't find them when you come back.
4: That's right, well, and I, that I, I just did it. Yeah, I did it yesterday, mm-hmm. and it and it just it slows the whole process if you got to you know go three feet and then yeah. stuff, try to find. Them. But it really makes a, a difference if you got a team of two.
3: Working. Yeah. Uh,
1: okay. uh, well, wait, I was uh, thinking about okay, somebody in the okay, Put the whole battle. On on.
3: That's you uh, you're, you're okay. not alone. You're not alone with this problem.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh no. Okay, Ma'am. man. I sure, I sure. Thank you.
3: <laughs> thank, thank you, live. Sylvia. Okay, thank you for calling.
2: Okay, All right, that'll free up welcome. a line at 210 Uh, it's
3: it's good to get uh, it's good to get uh feedback on our program, like we got from. Johnson City Joe yesterday. Yeah, that was nice. Though. Talking about how we helped him through his uh, illness stages, and uh, when I had when I had Cro- Crohn's, uh, it's in remission now. But uh, we spent a lot of time.
4: <laughs> oh, but I don't remember being positive about Jerry when he was. <laughs>
3: <laughs> We tried. But we, any, anyway. We, we, we uh, <laughs> teased him and uh, made fun. Yeah. Uh, I found my inspiration was uh, uh, DeBear, uh, the the one that's running for uh, Trish. Trish, Trish DeMer, DeBear. Uh-huh. And she was on the early morning news. And I was in the hospital. I would turn her on because she was so happy and Perky and everything else. but anyway, uh, we appreciate that words of inspiration yeah, from uh, uh, Johnson City Joe.
4: Well, that's just uh, in general, both the Trish thing and and Joe. If you can be positive about mm-hmm. the situation, it just and I, it's maybe not just positive. It's uh. uh Tackling tasks and being enthusiastic about the tasks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and finding, helping people find solutions for their specifics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have to agree with them. It makes it kind of makes your day if you can just yeah. go through that process. Yeah. Even us, we we see it on the radio show. If oh we get, yeah. We get somebody on the line that uh, is enthusiastic and comes <laughs> up or helps us. You yeah. Know, and that
2: that's. And it. they don't leave that way. After they've talked to us, they're less uh, enthusiastic yeah. about it. But you know, when they start, as long as we feel good, <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters. We're not,
3: yeah. Anyway, I got uh, some emails from a fellow uh, that uh, said said a lot of nice things from Austin. Oh wow, yeah, uh, Ken McClure, and uh, they he can starts, hear us up in Austin. He says uh, this purse lane... From Millburgers planted in a deck in a deck uh, rail planter, it has many bees on it when the flowers open each morning, and he sent me a picture. I tried to get it printed out. Oh wow! And I, I forgot to get. I had to reduce. I should have reduced it. It's sure so pretty. Yeah, isn't that pretty? All those. I can, even I
2: can see that from here.
3: <laughs> and uh, then he wrote another one. It says, uh, you're always talking about Laura Bush petunias yeah. sprouting everywhere, anywhere and everywhere. And that was the case here, sprouting from seed and a crack in the patio. <laughs> That's funny. It grew and bloomed with some supplemental water all summer long and is just now dying back. Well, and that's uh, so it's gonna drop the seed again, and it'll be back next yeah. year. Well, and then
4: some of them are just coming back now. I noticed. That's true. I noticed. The, I said, I, look, I saw, <laughs> saw some in the raised bed where where there were moss yes. roses. And I said, What is, is that? That's petunia. <laughs> yeah, and it's coming back.
3: Yeah, they look they look yeah. like little moss when yeah. they first come up. So yeah, I have to learn to recognize it. That's funny. That's how. That's why I learned to like it because. We had a, a patio
2: that had uh, a little bit. It was on a pier and beam home and a cement slab. And so there's a little bit of, you know, where I could get underneath the house.
3: And yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> you know,
2: the, the the other one from the previous season was long gone. And I see this little plant crawling up from under the house. A little bitty. Right yeah, fighting to get between the house and the slab and <laughs> blooming up. It's like, wow, okay. and This
4: bad boy's tough. Now, on the other hand... Yeah. Uh, anybody wants some wisteria? No. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of in that situation where it's sneaking underneath the foundation. <laughs> oh no.
3: Yeah, it gets out of control.
4: Yeah, I, I kind of I prescribed this uh, for Judy and you know for. I said, well, we can we can get rid of it. We just have to be careful. And we have to keep at it. But I've never seen so many. It's like it's sneaking out every no. little crack or every little light opening it. It's, it's yeah. Whisteria
3: awesome. can get out of control pretty fast. And it just keeps at it. you got to, yeah. you got to... But anyway, Ken sent me this lovely picture. Oh, I see that. Yeah, that is pretty. And the petunias are growing out of a slab under, underneath Hackberry. a uh, table, picnic table, I guess, or just a uh, patio table, and he's trailed the petunia... <laughs> Up through the through the uh, oh, table, damn. and now it's growing on top of the table, still rooted in the uh, holy cow. In that thing's the, long. The, well, yeah, tall. Way to go! <laughs> and then he got these uh, beautiful Chinese hibiscus. Uh, from uh, you know behind it there so he he's quite a, quite a gardener. let's take a quick well, let's take a quick break and you can help
2: 2103088867 uh, 2103088867 more in a moment on 9:30 a.m the answer To Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on nine thirty AM the answer. 308 Two one oh three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. Al's gonna continue the tribute to the music of Helen Reddy and Mac Davis today. So that's good. That'll be nice to enjoy. you know
3: my son didn't even know who Helen Reddy was? Oh
2: and once you sad.
3: once you told him did I told him that was that was terrible that he didn't know. Well did
2: he go educate himself? I loved,
3: yeah. And what do you think? <laughs> Uh, He should be impressed. He knew the song. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, Delta Dawn is a famous song. There's even a fun parody called Delta Dog, Uh, which I like. (laughs) Wait a minute. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, let me tell you about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. You know that if it's bugging you, you want solutions and you want not just to uh, fix the symptom, which is the roach or the uh, flea or the scorpion or whatever it might be that's bugging you. You want to fix the problem, and that's the approach that Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control takes. They've been doing it since 1976, and I encourage you to go read those Google reviews online. You will be impressed. I mean, people say, you know, we've had Spider-Man since 1994, or we tried somebody else and it didn't work, and finally Spider-Man Pest Control was able to solve the problem. Warren Remy is a problem solver, and he will help you out, and so will the rest of the gang there at spider-man termite and pest control online go spider-man pest.com go spider-man or call them at 210-656-3721 210-656-3721 for spider-man termite and pest control your web of protection since 1976 all right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. So, do we want to get into the questions that we had on uh, hackberry? Not hackberry, mulberries.
4: Well, we oh, I was going to bring up another one that is okay. coming up. Come mm-hmm. up is the uh, uh, grubs, the big, great big grubs that are in the compost pile. Oh, does somebody burn one of those? Yeah, in? after the after the rain. Yeah. The people the people are well, and then they're, they're getting into the gardening and they're using their mm-hmm. compost. And I I got. Uh, email f- sending the picture you know have you ever seen this <laughs> thing this big uh, it's as big as fingers, but they're re- they're real they're real common they're on the edge of the larvae or the ca- caterpillars the grubs are on the edge of the compost pile, and what they do they c- can change into a, a predatory beetle the beetle feeds on other insects that, and so they in terms of overall. Uh, part of your garden, they're a positive part. Yeah, of your a
3: rhinoceros beetle.
4: Yeah, because they they're so big. They and they're and they're moving. Rhinoceros beetle. You, you can if you're uh, out and about in the garden, they're they're moving quite a bit with the rain and the now the, the things green, greening up. But anyhow, uh, protect them, uh, recover them, uh, just leave them be, and uh, mm-hmm. let, let them follow through on their lifestyle, and you'll be. They'll be. They'll uh, contribute to success in your garden and in your landscape.
2: Okay, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty
3: seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Now I appreciate Ken, right? Sending. I think that's great. Those wonderful, wonderful pictures. Of yeah, it. but then he had to run it. Oh, what'd you do, Ken? By sending a third. He says, Dr. Parson, do you know what's affecting the leaves on both the dwarf and standard Ruralia and what I use to treat it? This is my first experience with anything bothering these hardy plants. At first, I thought it was powder or mildew, but it doesn't rub off the way powder or mildew should. And he sent pictures of something that I have no idea what it is, unless it's a pesticide. See, it. see, see that? It's huh. a, it's a, it's on top of rellia. It's all over it. There's rellia. And uh, at first, it's cottony. Huh? See, it's all over that yeah. plant. I, I would just. Take oh wow! <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I. I Powder mildew would have been my first guess, Uh, but since it it doesn't rub off, I wonder if it's... uh,
4: It also does not look like it's penetrating the leaves. uh -uh. Uh,
3: No. I wonder if it's early mealy bug. I I figured that was your favorite uh, mealy bug. (laughs) But uh, it looks too flat. The only... When I did this close-up, when I looked at this close-up deal... You know, usually with mealybugs, you can see, see a, uh, you know, mountains. A ru- yeah, a raised uh, section. Huh. And it should rub off. I mean, the mealybugs should, you know, rub off with your finger.
4: The only see? the only symptom that I see on my Ruelia, uh, they, especially those in containers, will uh, wilt a bit from the. It's not a permanent thing, but they'll—if it's real hot and dry, they'll—they'll they'll wilt. And they'll wait, wait to bloom, and they'll, the leaves will wilt. And then they perk back up when you when you water them. But I've never seen any kind of a, <laughs> me uh, either.
3: Uh, it looks bugs or the disease. Close, the close up uh, looked like uh, a fungus growth. In other words, it's it's. Uh, it's kind of uh, raised, uh, but not like a an aphid under it. But uh, I think those are spores that are, that we're seeing. But they're white. They're they're pure white. And uh, I uh, I'm I'm at a loss to tell him what to spray with now. Uh, this picture shows that these are in a container. Um, so, I would. Uh, the way I would control it is remove the foliage. Just cut it back to the ground. Huh. Let it resprout. Sure, Jerry. But uh, it will, you won't kill it. Yeah. You won't kill it, really. But I. Yeah, that
4: doesn't matter. I don't think you're going to get them to cut back. You know who. Uh, <laughs> It would be interesting if we could get Molly Keck's reaction to that, see if she has recognized it. Yeah, but uh,
3: like I said, I don't think it's a bug.
4: If, uh, well, and then that would verify if it's, but I I sure don't. Uh, <laughs> I've don't never seen uh I don't see no f- so, a fungus So, like
3: Ken, that. you did good with the first two emails. With, uh, and I could have lived with. without this one. So you'll have
2: to send it to Molly.
3: <laughs> Yeah.
4: All right. Are you in the? Uh, is he in Bear County?
3: No, he's in Austin.
4: No. Yeah. Oh well, you could see Molly. It's kind of a regional response. Oh to yeah, really.
3: she'll, she'll do, yeah, she'll
2: she alright do. Yeah. Look at it. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. So yesterday, before all we before we got all those calls, you were saying another tree, and then we had to stop you. So go ahead and pick up from there. You don't remember what you were going to say? No. Okay. You were going through. What were we talking about? I don't remember either. I just said that I would remind you, and then we got full of calls.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you butted in, and I know we we had people wanting to have it. It doesn't take much to derail my thought. Uh Do you really remember what it might have been?
2: (laughs) I'm impressed. No. Oh, okay. (laughs) It'll come back to you.
3: Calvin, uh, in his uh, 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 This Week in the Garden, says it's a good time to plant adapted shade trees in the landscape. Consider Texas Red Oak, Live Oak, Burr Oak, Mexican Sycamore, Cedar Elm, Mexican White Oak, or uh, what do we call that? Uh, Monorail. Monorail. Uh, chinkapin oak and an aqua. I always put, they I put on it on the native soil and mulch over the root system.
4: I like I mention aqua because it's usually uh, it's uh, it's on the CPS uh, yeah list. Plus, I have a, a one that I love in my yard.
3: The trace that we ever get. Do they have them here? Oh, yeah.
4: That, yeah, that's where I got my anakwa But uh, okay. they, they, they generally, I suspect they have them now, but they did earlier for sure.
3: And then they have in yesterday's column, beautiful column on uh, Saturday uh, Express News Section C with a beautiful, beautiful picture of Duranta on the front. How do you describe
4: that? Uh, I was trying trying to think of that that bloom. Uh, I, I call it curly bloom, but there's better words for that. Yeah. Do you, do you make it pretty purple hear? bloom? Yeah, and then there's a white there's a white version out there in the too. Uh, last I checked, Jerry, we had a bunch of them blooming here at Miller Reserve. Yeah, they,
3: they bloom over a long period of time.
4: And th- this is uh, a great time. This is another one of those plants you could get th- you could get one.
3: Mm-hmm. Just
4: leave it in the container, uh put it on your patio and then uh, plant it when it's uh just just before the first freeze or
3: I think we determined that the deer would eat it. Yeah, at least will eat it.
4: they in my
3: my neighborhood they seem to eat at it. But they uh they don't eat uh Thryalis. And uh, we have they've sold we sold a lot of those this year. And uh, they they should be blooming through you know till fall after yeah. the first winter.
4: Cape uh Cape honey, uh is it Cape yeah. Honey? You Cape Honeysuckle, yeah.
3: You mentioned Cape Honeysuckle and Turk's uh-huh. cap and uh shrimp plant. Yeah golden shrimp plant
4: and all of those are not a favorite of the deer but unfortunately depends on your neighborhood the most, the, the, some places yeah. the deer will eat them
3: yeah I was ta- when I got first started looking at TurkShap for deer resistance I visited a landscape over, off West Avenue right across from St. George Episcopal School and um uh, the guy used them, found out that the deer wouldn't eat them, and he planted his whole landscape in cap. And the deer were walking through. deer had passed through the turkscap plants and not touching them, not eating them at all, and haven't have for years. Then I took them out to Forest Appleton's out at Hollywood Park, and they ate him before I got him off the truck. Ah. Huh? So, so I don't know. Uh, uh, that that deer thing confuses me. It's a real problem. And that and the deer are very happy about that. They're, yeah. They're, they're uh,
2: working. Yeah, they, they round the clock in their little labs. They too. got a co-
4: committee. Yeah, uh, A uh, conspiracy
2: that's committee. That's right. It's a. It's a <laughs>
3: and we've uh, uh, welcome gentlemen, <laughs> Buck. Dough. Yeah. the lady yeah. that first brought this uh golden shrimp plant to our attention she was convinced that they wouldn't eat those in uh, over in your neighborhood and uh, they even had a deer path by these plant this planting of golden shrimp plant and uh, the, she was really happy with those and we were excited because there was a a new plant on the market that the the deer wouldn't eat, and it was real pretty. That golden shrimp plant is pretty. Uh, and then the the deer decided they were going to eat them about thirty days later, yeah. and yeah. ate the whole bed. You know, and I I was
4: thinking about that uh, at that at that point or the time before. I think we we had quite a few turks cap and shrimp plant growing in the neighborhood. Yeah. Now, if you look, if, uh, there's there's some inside the fences, but not... Oh, is that not, right? Not out, yeah. All they ate the, the brown one I, the yeah, red but one. They went through that, uh, back then, that droughty period. Yeah. And they uh, got used to eating it and uh, <laughs> pretty much w- wiped it out. And then, of course, the gardeners realized that the deer were eating it, so they, they didn't... Uh, follow up
3: and uh, replace it or anything. (laughs) The, uh, yeah, the, uh, those deer can change their appetites, I guess, depending on the the drought and the weather. But uh, we got a, we got a question in uh, from uh, Dwayne, and he wrote in uh, for crepe myrtle assistance. He's in San Antonio here. said, uh, I'm wondering if you can provide a, a suggestion as to which crepe myrtle to get. We have a 7 by 9 area on the north side of our home. It is between my neighbor, my and my neighbor's house. The roof line is 10 feet tall, and we are okay with going above the roof height. Not in a full sun area. Hmm. Well, see, that's that's not good with Cramer We're looking for a hot pink, pink or white, and hoping a small tree size will work, if not a tall shrub. Do you have any suggestions? Since there are so many types of cremera, and I wrote him back, wrote him back, and said that. Uh, uh, see, see the information that we have on plantanswers.com about crepe myrtle varieties by height. So you can actually see, find the ones that are by the height. And I wrote, uh, we wrote an addition to that email to him and said, Dwayne, once you find a likely crepe myrtle candidate from the site given below, Take that description to the retail nursery. I was thinking Millburgers with you, so you'll be able to choose a similar one from the selection they still have available. Because uh, when they get we get prey myrtles in here, um, they're 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 uh, they're so fairly quick, quickly, and also the some. That list that I put on blindanswers.com is getting sort of like me; it's kind of old and outdated. But uh, but if you find one on that list, uh, you can bring it to the nursery. What
4: do you What do you think about that? Uh, that I've I've seen them emerge from that kind of a dense situation, and yeah. Then Start blooming, but quite often you, quite often it takes a while, and it's not always successful. Yeah. So you got it's got to be it's got to be enough light that the leaves can at least grow and uh, and the stems can get high enough. Uh, But if it's if the shade's too dense, you you may not get any blooms.
3: Yeah, uh, and after reading that again, and he talks about. It's still, it's in the shade. Uh, I would suggest that he not get a crape myrtle, uh, that if you just want something on the north side of the house, uh, I would suggest a, a standard holly or a, or some plant, a woody plant that would grow, would do well in the shade. Um, Any of the hollies or... wonder how a redbud would do. Well, they have to have some shade. I mean, some sun.
4: Well, yeah, that, um, I'm not sure that wouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, maybe may be enough. low uh, loquat, I guess. But that, yeah,
3: if you want something that blooms, yeah. you might want to try that. I, but, uh, but I don't know about trade myrtle in the shade. That's a problem. Because it yeah, won't bloom. It
4: definitely wouldn't be a quick bloomer, right guess, because it'd have to work out that Getting enough light to to support the blooms, so yeah, you you may not be satisfied with it.
3: Your red bud, your Texas the Oklahoma red bud, might be a good idea. Hey, we uh, need to
2: take a break. Oh, sorry.
3: Okay, go I'll ahead. Say another tree. <laughs>
2: We're going to take a quick break. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, coming up. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. We'll be back in a moment, live at Millburgers Nursery, 1604 on Bulverde Road. Come by and say hi. I already had a couple folks that uh, listened to the show that said uh, came over with a question. You don't have to be on the air if you don't want to. We'll be happy to help you. 210-308-8867 if you don't want to come by. More in a moment, a moment on
5: 930 AM. T- my mama kept calling
1: me home, but I just did not want to hear. And the vision was getting clearer in my dreams. So I lit out one night in June, stone on the glow of the Texas moon. I'm in an old buddy Harloton called Peggy Sue. With my favorite jeans
6: and a And hey, Welcome
2: guitar. back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9 30 a.m. The answer 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Little bit of Mac Davis for you, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. And reminding you, it was great visiting with Kyle yesterday. And I'm so glad he got to explain the situation with uh, over at Wild Birds Unlimited and Northwest Military and Hebner Road because he got to explain kind of two of the things that, that I've been talking about. The um, One is the, uh, the idea of they. Um, Solve, they, they're they problem solvers over there. And two is that the customer relationship is such that they not only feel uh, comfortable uh, asking for advice, they feel comfortable giving advice to other clients and other uh, customers that come in because they've built that kind of relationship. And uh, you didn't hear any anger in Kyle's voice that, that you know, <laughs> while he was doing it, he was just, you know, he wasn't surprised, he was just happy that they came and said, okay, yeah, here's the one he's talking about. Here's the piece of equipment that he's talking about. And this is what I use. And so they they get involved, too. So it's a really unique place. It truly is. It's Wild Birds Unlimited, uh, Northwest Military, and Hebner Road. It's he a, even
4: puts up with
3: those darn squirrels.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he, was, he was okay with the squirrels, too.
3: And I reminded everybody. Yeah. It's getting close to Thanksgiving. So it's time to f- start feeding your squirrels and fattening them up. Yeah, I don't, I don't know
2: that they they tackle those questions at Wild Birds Unlimited, but they do c- tackle the feeding squirrels part, just yeah. not the, they, not they, the recipes. <laughs> but uh, anyway.
3: I, I didn't mention I have recipes on plant Answers. I don't, I don't know if you did or, or not. I think you just did. A but if you're interested in hummingbirds. Spar- You've
4: got English sparrow recipes,
2: yeah, too. He, did, did did he you said go, he
3: had some houses over did there. Did you go pick English up yours? He, had,
2: he pulled it just aside for you. A <laughs> two-story, I think, multiplex <laughs> for you and your sparrows. I guess you haven't gone and gotten it no, yet. No, I haven't got it yet. All right. Well, listen, from everything. And I bet he has bat houses over there, too. At Wild Birds Unlimited, Uh, if you want to have nature in your yard, go by and visit them. They're open today. They're doing curbside and in-store shopping. The phone number, 210-479-BIRD. That's easy to remember, 479-BIRD. And uh, they'll help you out there at Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military, and Hebner Road. 210-308-8867. Marty's on the line. Is this my my friend Marty with the Sinisa and the uh, now the, I think the Rio Grande Gold Peppers? That is he. Yay! What's going on, Marty?
3: The other the, uh, the other person that wanted that pepper.
2: Yeah, mine are doing well. Calvin's are too. How are your peppers doing?
0: Uh, I I'll, I'll join the trio. Mine's doing great.
2: Yeah, are you getting any color on yours or just the yellow, yeah, the
0: gold? Uh, in fact, uh, mine's yellow and it's, it's it's turned red.
2: Ooh! Wow! Oh, nice. Marty's doing yeah. really well.
0: Yeah, my I'm real mangoes, it's Yeah, and uh, uh, thanks to uh, uh, y- y'all's recommendation, I got the, the Ruby Crush uh, tomato, and it's doing wonderfully well. It's got little midi t- tomatoes on it as well.
3: Oh, good! And
0: uh, yeah, That's and right, uh, two. Too. Yeah, two other peppers I recommend: the uh, Aristotle and uh, Big Bertha. Really, really good.
3: Big Bertha but, is that an heirloom?
0: I, I believe Tell it's heirloom, and it's. Yeah, it's 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 huge. it, it is really really getting big.
2: What's well, it? And, is it like but, a bell pepper?
0: Like a bell pepper, correct? Yeah. And it, uh. it, I got that one there at Mill Burgers.
3: Yeah, I think oh, good. I think we had Big Bertha. Uh, we tested it uh, twenty years ago.
2: Okay, what was the Wait, one, Calvin? It, that you liked the, the
3: well, bell pepper? Well, I, Do you
2: remember the name? Because Aristotle. Kinda of sounds like it, yeah, but I don't that's think that's the same
4: that. reaction I have. But I don't think that was. The I don't think that's the one, one that yeah that Forrest had uh, um, mentioned. I mean that. Yeah, uh, well, I'm jealous. My my, my, pep- my
2: peppers are gold, but they're not turning red yet. But they're nice. Well, you don't want and, them
4: yeah. necessarily want them to turn too quickly. No, oh, I don't. Okay, yeah. I like well, them when they're yeah. all
2: different colors. Oh, yeah. no, they're, they're, yeah, they're right. beautiful. Yeah,
0: they are. They are beautiful. Uh, my real my real question is uh, I have a crepe a myrtle and on the bark the bark is, is turning white and I was wondering as to why that is happening
4: now is the white kind of flaky
0: kind of flaky like correct
4: yeah yeah that's uh it could be uh, powdery mildew is that uh, it's not scale is it do you know what scale insect look like
0: no, I don't.
4: Scale scale is a insect uh, that's covered with a calcium kind of layer. Uh, uh-huh. Can you when when you take your fingernail does it scrape off?
0: Yes, it scrapes off. Correct.
4: Yeah. Um, if it's let's see, this time of the year, I would I would ge- guess that it's. Uh, scale insect rather than a powdery mildew uh,
0: the the, the, fun, the funny part about it is that there's some adjacent uh myrtles next to that that particular one and it, and it's not affected but that yeah. one does have it
4: that that is pretty, uh yeah that's that's quite common the uh, scale is also like on fruit trees the same thing happens you can have a peach tree that's just loaded with it and the one right next to it isn't Uh, right uh, well what you generally sometime this winter you get you do uh, a dormant oil or uh, horticultural oil and you spray it it's an organic control and it sprays it and it suffocates the scale
0: okay Okay, well, I'll, yeah. I'll be sure to keep that in mind. That, that, it's yeah, a funny it's, a,
4: it's not a—it's not, not usually a, looked on as a direct challenge to the, but, but they can uh, detract from the plant's ability to bloom and everything.
0: Yeah, so, and the thing is, it is, it—it's got some some new little buds on it, and it's very beautiful. Uh, but but that scale is very pronounced, and like I said, the funny part about it is that the tree adjacent to it, it it's untouched. Yes, yeah, but that particular yeah, one has.
4: That's not
3: unusual at all. Yeah, is, right. is a okay. scale flat to the stem, or is it a raised, fuzzy scale?
0: It's kind of a, it, it's to the stem. It's, it's, like, it's like pasted to the okay.
3: bark. Okay, it lays flat on yeah. the stem. Yeah. Right. right. That's, that's I, scale. I, I was going to warn everybody that this when fall comes, watch your hibiscus and, and fruit trees, uh, especially citrus. For mealy books, because they really show up and pop up at this time of the year. Now, you okay. c- you can't use,
4: uh, well, I was going to say, s- one of the things I like to use, and I don't think Jerry is as inclined to use it, on, if you've got scale on a little esophate to the dormant oil or to the horticulture oil, and okay I, I think I think it uh, adds. But the normal the normal treatment is uh, just to follow the follow label instructions on the okay. Uh, okay. Well, I'll,
0: I'll be sure to keep that in mind because my like I said, I, I love my crape myrtle, and I sure would I sure would hate to lose it. You know, especially at this point because it's pretty good size. All right.
4: Sounds good. Okay.
0: Thanks, sir. Thanks so much for your help. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, Let give us another report on? next week.
0: Talk to you later. I sure right. Okay. Thank you, I want to know about
2: those peppers. What do
4: we learn next week? Peppers, the peppers. Oh, the peppers. <laughs>
2: James is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, James, let's see if we can't answer your question before the, uh, we have to get you caught up with news. What's going on, James?
5: Oh, I just wanted to tell you guys my uh, cover crop was coming up, my uh, cereal rye and hairy vetch. Okay. Uh, what I'm doing is uh, I'm growing a cash crop, usually tomatoes, and then when that's finished, I'll uh, grow a winter cover of veg and Elbon Rye, and then I'll grow a summer cover of Sudan, keep it mowed when it uh, gets three foot tall. And that really uh, does a lot to build those uh Tomato beds up for the next cash crop of tomatoes. Oh yeah, and it also gives you something green to look at in the winter time,
3: <laughs> and it also yeah,
1: <laughs>
5: prevents weeds from coming up. So, well,
4: oh, I thought that's what the idea of the cash crop was—to look at money. <laughs> no, the green of the.
5: Well, you're either growing what you're doing, uh, Calvin. You're either growing a cash crop or a cover crop on your yeah, growing yeah. bed. So, um, and the timber October is a good time to get them started is what I wanted to tell the, the, the new gardeners if they're thinking about cover cropping.
3: Yeah.
4: It's amazing. It's amazing to me that we've snuck into October. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just, uh, I guess it's because of this, uh, mild weather, mild no, weather we've it, had or what?
2: It doesn't, doesn't I, seem... A- I try to have everything
5: planted the end of September going into... October because usually we start getting rains, but it it didn't turn out that way, so I had to water. But um, it doesn't take much water to get those uh, cover crops up.
3: No, it doesn't. Do you just nice. sow yours on top of the ground?
5: I've got an Earthway planter, and I sow uh, in rows about six inches apart, and the beds oh, okay. are, are three foot wide, and I just alternate. Vetch uh, and Elbon rye, and I uh, just go right down the, the 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 beds. They're 125 foot long, and it doesn't yeah. take very long at all to get it get that seed sown.
3: <clears throat> oh yeah, it's, it's good if you got got fresh seed. That's, that's yeah, I get kind it
5: of, from uh, Douglas that's kind King. of what
3: Malcolm Beck used to do.
5: Yeah, I get the vetch from Douglas King and. And uh, I get the Elbon rye from my local feed store.
3: Yeah, good. All right. Thanks, James. I'm glad you Go still got Elbon.
2: And, James, did All you right. get some Rio Grande Gold peppers? I'm trying to remember. We only have about a minute. but
3: No, uh, I grow, um, talking
5: about peppers, I grow a uh, Serrano that, uh, that I get to seed from Johnny's. It's called uh, Hot Rod. And I've got one plant out there that's almost eight foot tall. And three foot wide. Wow. Uh, yeah, man, I can't. Well, it's just, uh, you know, if you it do this stuff long enough, uh, if you do it long enough, you'll get good at it.
2: Thanks, James. we got to run. All right, uh, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. got to get you caught up with what's happening in the news. So uh, 210-308-8867. Get on the line so we can talk to you uh, right after the news. Milton Glick, Dr. Parsons, Dr. Finch, back in a moment on 930 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m., The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch and your calls. Give us a call, 210-308-8867. It sure is a pretty day here uh, at no Burgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Bright and sunny, and uh, nice uh, coolness in the air. Feeling yeah. Lots of folks walking around. Uh, oh. Everybody with mask on. E- yep, and that pumpkin patch is popular. Looks like they brought their doggies too. Yeah, we've seen a couple dogs. a uh, pretty yeah. border collie that was well trained. And
3: when I walked in, there was three or four dogs.
4: Lots, lots of terriers. Yeah. Or were there more terriers? I didn't see the terriers. Yeah, they were. For some reason, they were being t- a lot more mm-hmm. terriers. in wagons.
2: Yeah, we saw that one Schnauzer a week ago. That 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 Schnauzer was pampered. It didn't mm. look like it was objecting. But <laughs> if you've seen women that wear the things around their 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 neck and upper yeah. body that that hold babies, mm-hmm. the Schnauzer was covered in that. <laughs> just riding just riding along. It was her baby. Uh, again, yeah, it was. So pampered pooches here too <laughs> at Millburgers. But oh. that Border Collie was not pampered. She she gave that Border Collie. She put it under the, one of the tables in the shade. And she said she to see her. She told the border collie to stay. It just stayed there. And she walked over all through the nursery. And that border collie didn't move till she got back. Like, that's wow, right. that's a well-trained
4: dog. Just like yours was, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she
2: she did for a while. Her patience was not as much as that one.
3: If I had my miniature schnauzer up here and I told him to stay under the bench, yeah, he would run out the other side <laughs> of the bench and start barking at everybody in the nursery, just to spite you. <laughs> well, no, uh, just to be a snowler.
4: Uh, okay. Even my even my Tilly, uh, that's been uh, she and I went oh. to obedience class. Oh, but but now she's at the point where she makes a decision whether my <laughs> orders to her are. I don't think you really mean that, Dad. I'll, no. be, I'll be there later.
3: You know. <laughs> Sounds like she's in the teen years. there. Yeah, yeah like like somebody said, uh, the way you tell a schnauzer if you. I mean a a terrier. If you got if you got one, call him, and if he runs away from you, that's a terrier. Uh, he he won't come. He'll just run away when you're trying to call him.
2: That's
3: uh, fine. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Guess what's getting ripe now? Satsumas? Yeah, satsumas. Uh, we had Mary. Uh, Mary is that her name? Yeah. Who works here at the nursery? Uh, she brought she, us some. She they were good. Brings her satsumas every year. Yeah. And uh, I had a I had a indication that even my satsumas are getting ripe because I found one peeled. On the front, uh, front sidewalk. The, the trees in the raccoon backyard. Raccoon or squirrel? Or? Squirrel. Yeah. The the trees in the backyard. But that, that, that little Satsuma, it was small about the size of a golf ball. Uh, I would warn people that they are expanding their fruit now. Squirrels? The Satsuma. The, the, the Satsuma. Oh, the satsuma. <laughs> and uh, that... Uh, if you've only been getting a half an inch or less of rain uh, because they're expanding their fruit, I would recommend that you water. Now, some people have gotten an inch, an inch and a half, two inches, whatever. But in my house, uh, I've only got, I've gotten several less than a half an inch
4: rain. Well, even a, even an inch if you're growing things like uh, Meyer lemon or limes in a container, yeah, right. And, oh, you, got, yeah. and you got a lot of fruit. You, be, you, you better be cautious. And be conservative <laughs> and, and give it, them plenty of water. Yeah,
3: rain. A rain doesn't water containers.
4: It just uh, you know you got this limited. You got
3: a limited reservoir, but even that you got a limited surface for yeah. it to collect
4: rain.
5: And
3: it's well drained. I mean, it's when you put. We tell people, if you've got the right kind of potting mix, uh, or soil, if you want to call it that, when you put the water in the top, it ought to be coming out the bottom.
4: Yeah, it's moving fast.
3: And so uh, we we just adopted the rule that uh, uh, water your containers after the rain, because a rain doesn't water most containers. And And the smaller they are... The more of a
4: problem that is. Yeah, and if you got your uh, Meyer lemons and uh, Mexican limes here at Millburgers, they're probably loaded with fruit any, any yeah. now. so
3: uh, The lady came up to, a while ago when y'all were talking about something, and she was saying that uh, she only had uh, she had three uh, lemons last year. And she's got two lemons this year. Cause I asked her, did she have a lot of lemons last year? And then I finally got around to asking how old the tree was. And it's uh, two or three years old. And it's in the ground. And it's only about uh, two and a half, three feet tall. Huh. So it ought to be a lot taller. Than yeah, you. obviously. If you're not fertilizing.
4: Yeah, and and probably. It may be if it's uh, typically our soil. It may be, uh, have trouble penetrating that root ball
3: too. I yes, I'm going on because I have a two-year-old Meyer lemon. Should be they, what, four, five feet tall. They want to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So something's going on with our tree. But and I told her you were lucky to get the two or three lemons that you got yeah. off of the, a tree
4: that small. Now remember that we we say this. Lots and lots, maybe not enough, but uh, uh, rushing, r- running your uh, hose, uh, you know, fifteen seconds across the to- top of that root ball is right. not enough. It's got to, it's got to soak in, and it's got to pen- be able to penetrate if you're going to be successful.
3: Yeah. Uh, looking at uh, uh, Neil. Well, let's see. Where are they? Are you look- looking at. Uh, <laughs>
2: well, you look at that, 210 8867.
3: 210 8867. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Neil agreed with you, Calvin, that it's time to plant trees and shrubs to give them maximum time to establish before next summer's heat. Watch for the end of season sales as nurseries reduce their inventory. Before winter, and guess what's on sale? Citrus. <laughs> citrus and uh, ground covers and. Uh... Although Millburgers is still getting fresh shipments of citrus in each week, so. <laughs> Are they right? Yeah,
2: so they But the selection is really good.
4: My column next week is uh, next Saturday, is uh, t- trees, uh, shade trees. Yeah. Just co- just covering some of our favorite. Sure. tree trees with comments you know this is this is why live oaks are desirable this is like texas red oaks and you know uh, just listing those that we uh, and, and their growth rate and their drought tolerance it's uh, uh, just, uh, just an interesting discussion i think on we got lots of good choices what did and you say I'm,
3: about chinese pistache actually i didn't
4: say anything about it that's good well, <laughs> even, even, even though I'm real happy with the one I've got in my yard.
3: Well, I'm worried about th- that as far as seedlings are concerned. Oh, that's right. They're You're all good. over my neighborhood. Wow. Yeah. I, I planted the first, I planted, I guess, one of the first Chinese pistachios that were uh, planted in this area. And I got, got to see the fast growth, uh, juvenile growth. And cut it back and all that kind of stuff. But uh, the ditch behind my house and all the flowerbeds are there are covered with ah. Chinese pistachios. I and just, that's a bad thing.
4: Yeah, I didn't even uh, I didn't even think about it. But I, I've had... Uh, my, mine is doing well, looks good. And I haven't seen any seedlings in our neighborhood, but...
3: Now, did yours have berries in oh, yeah. the fall? Oh, a, yeah. a lot of berries? A lot of berries. You know, there's male and female trees, and the uh, female has the berries, and there's a lot of males that have uh, and no berries, shouldn't have any berries. But uh, anyway, I uh, mean, that's, a,
4: that's one of the things we can talk about next yeah. week for yeah. sure. Yeah.
2: Right now, Evelyn is on the line at 21030. Evelyn.
3: Evelyn. I yeah. guess we can talk about uh, horse herb. Yeah, mine's
2: coming up. I don't know if she wants to talk about that.
3: Uh. <laughs> Hi,
2: Evelyn. What's going on?
7: Uh, I lost my instructions how much uh, thurisite to use for spraying the cabbage and cauliflower and broccoli and all that stuff. Is it four teaspoons to a gallon?
2: Duracide. Say again? Thuricide. One more time,
3: Emma.
7: Thuricide, you know, the stuff that you spray the broccoli and cauliflower and...
3: Oh, yeah. For the okay. worms. For the
7: worms.
3: Yes. It's sold, it used to be sold as thuricide. Yes. Right. That's you get, have You've you got some? Okay. Yes,
7: yes, I have it, but I lost the instructions. Is it four teaspoons to a gallon?
3: Four <laughs> teaspoons, four... T- I would say it's a tablespoon or so per gallon. How old is it, Evelyn? Yeah.
7: I got it last year.
4: Okay. Good. Oh, good. Yeah. Because I, I went, I, I went, had some, and I had for a number of years, and uh, I became convinced that mine well, was not was, was not working, work and, and uh, kind of verified it. I got a new, a new bottle of a different brand, and. Phew, Worked very worked very well, uh-huh. so that's it that's one point on BT. Uh, I don't think I.
3: If it's more than three years old, I think I'd get some new yeah. BT. Okay. I would use if you got the you want to try the thurside, Use a, a two tablespoons per gallon.
7: Two tablespoons.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, put a. Squirt or two of uh, liquid detergent in there. Okay, it will work. And that should take care of, uh, that should wet the leaf surface. And so that, uh, are you seeing any holes in the leaves yet?
7: Oh, yes, and lots of eggs being laid too. There's lots of those little uh, tan-looking moths flying out everywhere. So I guess that's the ones that are laying the eggs. Okay. They're coming out well, of that the, horse herb out in my alley
3: <laughs> the, th- the thing that uh lays the eggs is a is a white very small well not tiny but yeah. uh, a small d- nondescript Cab- uh, Cab- butterfly cabbage, cabbage one, yeah cabbage one and uh it's got it's got a black dot on its on its wings I think so when you see those little white butterflies out there. That's what uh, he's, he, she is laying eggs
7: uh-huh.
3: uh, that'll hatch out in about two or three days.
7: There's little yellow ducks that are on the leaves now where they've laid those eggs and then that's, those worms hatch out of that then are larvae and the other stuff. Yeah. They're starting yeah.
6: To
7: chew on my cabbage.
3: Yeah, they're, uh, they lay the eggs on the bottom of the leaves uh-huh. and, uh, When the eggs hatch, the little larvae comes out and starts chewing on the leaf. Uh, So if you can get it when it just hatches and spray the bottom of those leaves, you'll get them when they're young. Jerry always says that,
4: but I'm always amazed or surprised because I I see a little damage, and I'm looking for that little teeny caterpillar Jerry's describing. (laughs) And I find one. that's about an inch. <laughs> they're always about an inch long already.
3: You know. How big is the hole in the leaf?
4: Actually, <laughs> it, 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 a, it little bit, seems, a little bit. Seems yeah. Seems like it should be uh,
3: more holes if they're that the caterpillars are that. Yeah, big. the little bitty caterpillars. Uh-huh. When, you, when you look for them on the bottom of the leaf.
7: I'll smash uh, when
3: they first it, it looks like they scratched it. you scratched it with your fingernail, yes, uh, it's not all the way through when it's all the way through, you got bigger, <laughs> Yes. <Yeah. laughs> and the smaller it is, the easier he is to kill
4: and then I always I always do the conclusion that uh they like the broccoli and the cabbage. Best and they were kind of ignore kale and chard and everything. Of course, now the, this time the kale is all got, yeah. uh, chewing on it. So they're <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're part of
7: that of of committee. My can't just what they're chewing on now. I didn't have broccoli at first because you guys didn't have them when we were there. Yeah,
3: that's right. There's a lot of a lot of it going out today. But uh, Is
7: it hard to do get? you
3: do you notice that they don't eat a lot of? Uh, you never see a lot of damage on collards uh, uh, or kale,
4: Bru- Brussels sprouts
3: either. Brussels sprouts. There's a reason for it. And uh, Chinese cabbage. They don't like Chinese cabbage.
7: They don't. Uh. I have not it ne- that
3: Neither do the people. Now. We used
7: to eat a lot of it at home yeah. when I was growing up.
4: A Chinese cabbage, the uh, the snails like that. What's? I'm sorry. The snails like the cabbage. Oh, oh yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that that's kind of can be thrown you a curve. We uh, we've had a couple gardeners call, and they 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 thought they had uh, uh, they, uh, the the. Uh, <laughs> Caterpillars, yeah, and it's turned out that they probably had some snails. S- some snails uh-huh. and slugs along with it. Where did you grow up that you ate Chinese
3: cabbage?
7: Uh, between Gonzales and Shiner.
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Don't well, be don't yeah. be picking on they that. They eat one. a lot of that over toward Houston.
4: Well, we we ate some of it up north too. Chinese. The the thing about it was that. Uh, it lasted a long t- time in, oh, the, is garden. That right? in oh, the garden Yeah, the yeah, garden the quality was high and you could
2: What is the difference between Chinese cabbage and cabbage regular cabbage? I guess I don't know.
3: I, I pre- it's yeah. a different species. Oh okay. But, but what uh, is what does it
2: look like difference?
3: Oh they they have some that are have flat leaves. Okay. And the one that, one that uh, most people are familiar with is bok choy.
4: Oh, and that's okay. an
3: upright thing. Oh, that's neat! Chinese using Yeah, Chinese okay. cooking.
4: But you could you could find if you look for it, you could find a Chinese cabbage every shape and size. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, like okay. just
3: like our cabbages. You yeah. Joe well, Novak was a big uh there used to be a teacher at uh Texas A&M, one of the best they ever had. And uh <laughs> He, he used to be a big promoter of Chinese cabbage. Okay. And actually got me to, to uh, do a variety trial of that. Huh. And we planted it out at. Did Vers- you taste it? No. Oh. We planted it out of Versta Farm. And it was uh, the most beautiful entrance plant. Oh, how neat. To the farm that I, we've ever had out there. But nobody would. Eat it or buy it. No. We should have my called Evelyn.
7: Always, no. My mother always <laughs> made a kind of a sour gravy over it, and that was good.
3: Oh,
4: I, I, I always remember it being um, real mild and yeah. Yes, tasty. Yeah. Mild. yeah, well, thank you, Evelyn. Do we help can you? I
7: ask, can I ask another one quick? Yes, you may. Uh, the persimmons, can I pick those already? They're colored, but they're not soft. Can I pick them before they get soft?
4: Pers- the Texas persimmons? No, yep. no. Uh, uh,
3: the, Japan, you're talking about Japanese persimmons?
7: Yes, Fuyu.
3: The big one.
4: Is it the Fuyu or? Fuyu. No, yes. that's Persimmon.
3: Okay, that's a non astringent Jap- persimmon. Uh-huh. And what are you What are you asking? Can you pick it and ripen it in the house? No, yes. she said that. Oh,
2: okay. Sorry. <laughs> What did you think she said? Matt? No, she said, can she pick them now? They're not soft yet." Yeah, I didn't know why she.
4: I would, I would try, try one and see. Now, food you, you're supposed to be able to pick. Yeah,
3: yeah, you're supposed to be able to pick it. I don't think it will ripen off the tree. But it's not gonna certain, taste good, that, him, huh? Yeah, the certain fruit that will ripen off the tree, and a certain fruit that will not. Okay. And uh, the, the the actual technical name of that is uh, <laughs> climacteric. Yeah, that uh, escapes me right now.
7: I'm afraid that going to it. If you, if you,
3: yeah, if you're showing color oh, yeah. on those persimmons, you can take them and uh, put them on the counter for a while. But if you want to make them soft, put uh, in the freezer? I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll ever soften on the cabinet. How will uh-huh. they taste? But if you can do- put them in the freezer. well, oh. If you freeze them, uh, they'll soften. And okay. freeze them and thaw them, and they'll they'll soften.
7: Will they have a good taste like that, too? Yeah. Okay. I might have to try that before the birds can them for me.
3: There you go. You're supposed to wrap each one of them.
7: Well, they're kind of wrapped now with paper uh. and whatever else I can find.
3: Okay. All right. Okay. well, thanks okay. everyone for you. I thank you. Bye, yeah, talk to you soon.
2: 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. We're going to take a break. Come back in a moment with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer.
5: You're getting that look in your eyes And it's starting to worry me I ain't ready for no family ties Nobody's
2: gonna hurt me and welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Yes. Mac Davis, Would he that too? Mac Davis. Yeah. Yes. Uh oh. Does Jeremy know who Mac Davis oh, is? Oh yeah. Yeah, I bet he does. Said he wrote for uh, several for Elvis. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, let me talk to you about BSG. Builder Systems Group, right here in San Antonio, a terrific company, and I'm encourage you to go to bsgtexas.com to learn how they can make your your home and your life more secure, uh, but also make your home and your life more convenient and uh, add a lot of different stuff to it. We're going to talk to them next week about all the uh, different things they have uh, that are conveniences that they they make your home a smart home. Uh, and so you can do a lot of stuff while you're away on your phone. You can do a lot of stuff while you're there through your smart devices. It's just absolutely amazing the conveniences they have. And some of them uh, are, are really interesting. Some of them are actually, uh, if you've got loved ones that are are getting older and living by themselves, you can still, through the folks over at BSG and, he'll, and maybe... Uh, when We have Jim on the line. He'll talk about his own situation, uh, but you can still help them uh, from your phone. It's amazing and monitor what they're doing, making sure they're they're getting in and out of bed, making sure they're getting in and out of the you know the chair. Okay, that they've uh, they've taken pills. I mean, it's absolutely amazing what these systems <laughs> can do. You can even, this this <laughs> this what I laugh at because I know Jerry's already reacted to it, when I told him once uh, that is that you can even talk to them through your phone into their home so for instance if uh there was a situation where the alarm went off because someone hadn't uh
3: you can hear got,
2: gotten out of bed and they were able to to talk to them through the the system and say you know dad dad are you okay <laughs> everything okay and I, that's a lot of peace I of mind. Hear,
4: i can hear them now yeah how did you find us? <laughs> We've tried to hide from you. Yes. How did you find us, son? We tried.
2: Uh, we have we have devices, Dad. We can find you. But I it's-
3: wonder if they could hook a, a siren up to it or something to get the kids out of bed or something. Oh, well, I don't know. You'll have to ask them.
2: Yeah, they're not out of bed. You, by the time you go into work, you can just uh, do a siren and get them out of bed. But anyway, check it out at bsgtexas.com. It's absolutely amazing. And they give the the best equipment, the best systems, uh, the best reviews of a security company you're going to find. And they have great prices, too. Uh, surprisingly, they're lower than the big guys. And I think it's because um, the quality they put into it, and they have to be. It's, it's just the way they operate. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, does this system have tapes? In other words, uh, it's a good they, question. I don't know. They have, uh, you know. I think tapes. it can
2: record stuff. We'll find out because they I do have mean. cameras. Are you yeah. still going back to the dog? Cause yeah. Oh, that yeah. dog really upset you. 210 877 1222. 210 877 1222. For BSG, it's BSG, Texas. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. It's uh, all the stuff they they can do, all the conveniences, all the ways they can make your life more convenient at BSG Texas. Okay, we're going to go back to the show, 210-308-8867. Don't have any callers right now, but you give us a call. That means all lines are open at 210-308-8867.
3: Yeah, Neil had an interesting question. Somebody wrote in and said... uh, we have five crepe myrtle trees that we planted along our driveway in 1973. Gracious, A long time ago. Obviously, they are huge now. We enjoy their blooms, but they seem to come later now. The blooms come later now. And one of the trees has even died to the ground. We are grooming sprouts from it to become a new tree. And we're happy to see it bloom. We're happy to see it bloom again. We'd like to cut the others down to match. Is that permissible, or must we dig them all up? And uh, Neil Neil kind of uh, said uh, said you can certainly cut all all five back to com- completely to the ground and re retrain them. That's essentially what we do when the winter kills crape myrtles to the ground in colder parts of Texas. Uh, that happens commonly, but it's really extreme if that anything else can be done to the remaining four trees. It may, may need that may only need a nitrogen in the spring and, uh, to promote new growth. And on the new growth, the flower buds are formed. Without new growth, no flower. And so <laughs> that brings to, to the point that uh, uh, Greg Grant, uh, who's worked a lot with uh, cray myrtle, uh, has said, especially of the, of the medium-sized ones, ones that grow to about 8 to 10 feet, that you can cut those back every year if you want to. Just like we recommend on uh uh Vitex Texas Vitex. Cut it down every year and that'll keep it a smaller blue blooming bush rather than a, a large tree. Oh, but mo- of, most people won't
4: part of part All of it uh done. part of it is uh and Those uh, blooming later, of course, it might just be imagination and it might be weather dependent, but yeah. But uh, so many neighbor, so many uh, uh, hey uh there. so many uh, landscapes are grown. What? Uh,
2: waving at Calvin,
4: uh, hey, <laughs> I'll t- get there just a second. I'm gonna finish hey, this. hang on a sec. Don't go ahead. Uh, they uh, are are, are filling oh, okay. in, you know, okay. the, the, the trees are getting thicker and thicker, so you're getting a little less. Late, late, That's late true,
3: too. For the creepers. Hello.
2: Hello. All right. <laughs> 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We've, We've got
3: that. one of our old-time listeners here. Yeah. Do you want to come on the air? I've been, been coming up here for 20 years almost. Uh-huh. <laughs> 40 years. Well, good deal. Yeah. Glad, to, glad to see you moving around. Just still. She, she aims her voice
4: right at there. She can Yeah. You, you don't have to get that out. You don't have
3: to touch. Just uh, come on over there and
2: start talking. We'll pick it up. What you got? Or you're on the air. Hi. So you.
6: Well, I came out to get a pumpkin for my grandbaby. Oh, no. yeah. They've
2: got lots of selection. They,
6: they've got the little bitty pumpkins. They're about four inches across. Yeah. Well, i want to pick them out and. <laughs> Take it
4: to him. He's seven. Oh my! Well, goodness. we 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 are amazed. We're watching the kids react to those little pumpkins. Yeah, oh, and yeah. Uh, you know the the parents are. They bring them over here, and you'd think that all those big, beautiful pumpkins they would be attracted. The first thing you do is run for that
3: little no. <laughs> that little pumpkin. Yeah. yeah.
6: Well, they identify with them? I guess. Yeah.
3: yeah I think you're right. That's and amazing. I, I heard a little girl come around. I guess she'd been to the restaurant. but she came around the corner here, and her grandmother was leading her. And uh, I heard her say, "By the time she got here at the microphone, are we going to get a pumpkin now, Grandma?" So uh, she was headed to the pumpkin patch. Yeah,
6: she didn't care anything about this place, huh? No, no she wanted uh, the pumpkin.
3: Yeah, she wants. It's a to bunch the... of
6: ugly old winged men, right? <laughs> 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 what is this on the front here?
4: That's a, a, That's a, uh, a actually just a plastic uh, Decoration? Oh, no, yeah.
2: oh, the, the leaves it and stuff.
6: Doesn't feel plastic.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, it's got the le- it's just autumny
3: leaves. Autumn
6: leaves, with flowers. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah. And burlap. Yeah. Uh, didn't you have a sister up around? Yes,
6: I did have a, do have a sister.
3: Okay, good. She's still doing okay?
6: She's doing okay. She's on oxygen, but she's... Oh,
3: Lord. She has not gotten the viruses. No,
6: actually. no, but she's, you know, had a, a little something that injured her lungs, so she has to wear an oxygen all, yeah. all the time. She's up in Kansas City.
3: Yeah, that's right. I knew she was up toward that away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, thank well, you. Thanks for coming by and saying hi. Next time you talk to her.
6: I will. She'll be glad to hear that. Yeah. Okay. You take care. Bye. bye
2: bye 210 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Johnson City, Joe oh, is no. on the line. Joe, <laughs> what do you know? Another old-time
3: lifter. Oh. Yeah.
1: I just come in. Hello?
3: Yeah. I just come in. Hello. Uh, Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Hello,
2: Joe. Did you ever get a radio? Oh, no, can you hear me? We were going to do a telethon to raise the money to get it, you a radio. I got it on
1: my computer.
2: Uh, oh my computer. man, you are high tech. Okay. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I, I had my wife had to show me how to do it. <laughs> the question Why I got you? is about my Bush Morning Glory. Okay. I got a careful
3: uh, You could. You can kill them.
1: <laughs> I haven't been able to kill this one.
3: Yeah, ca- yeah. I
1: didn't know they were perennials. Yeah. But they came back from the brood. I, I, I got a cutting last, oh about June 2019, and I planted it in the ground, and it grew about, oh, two or three feet tall. Wasn't very impressed with it. But this year, it came back with a bang. And dur- during the summer, it had huge, singular uh, flowers on it. Not many, but a few. And then, okay. it, and then it quit blooming for a while. It's six feet tall, and now it's got multiple blooms, on, uh, buds on it. The flowers are going to be a little bit smaller. Uh, okay. What's going on there?
3: That's right. That's when the way it should do. should start retreating pretty soon, shouldn't it, Jerry? <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll, uh, it just dies down to the ground the first hard freeze. Okay. Yeah, it's not, put, it's not it a general decline right now. That's the holistic. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, have you got, have you, you, you said you have bloom on it. I did. You have, have it. do you, it you made, have any uh, seat? What color is it, Flam? It's a light pink. Okay. Okay, that's the original one. Uh, we got a white we've got a white one too. do y'all, um, y'all have it there at Bill
1: Burgers?
3: No. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> That that Bushmore Glory I don't know, I think they had some earlier uh, here, but uh we ha- had a we have a white one. And uh now, now Joe, uh I hate to mention this, but uh, I probably can send you some seeds. No, Why'd oh you go God. there. What are you <laughs> yeah. doing? Whoa, well, there you go.
1: I'm tester up here, so you yeah, you
3: know wait. he's not going to say no to that. <laughs> they, Hell uh, no. they, they come, <laughs> they come true from seed. Okay. So, in other sure. words, if you plant the and and the, the one you have now since it's blooming, would probably make seed. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, it did. They made uh, that big bloom that came out the first.
3: Okay. The singular
1: bloom, it had seed on it. I didn't get many, but now it is just loaded with buds. And yeah, okay. Multiple buds it, together. So blooms okay, smaller, the blooms are smaller.
3: The seed pods are, are sort of small, but each seed pod has... Has uh, four seeds, and when that those pods dry and the, the seed the uh, pods will pop open and expose a fuzzy four fuzzy seeds. And uh, you can collect those seeds when you see the fuzzy seed and you can collect those seeds and plant them directly next next year. Oh great. Just and put them in the ground? they produce, produce the same color.
1: Okay. Okay. But I, now, mine is six, six feet tall. To make yeah, it bushier, right. should I have cut it maybe uh, a third off? Or no. No. Okay, so just let no, it go.
3: No, right? just, just let it go.
1: Okay. All
3: Where'd right. you get it?
1: Oh, I got it from a friend in Austin sent me a cutting.
3: Okay.
1: And, yeah, they uh, read easily. Yeah, I got some
3: friends. Very <laughs> <laughs> few. Hey,
1: there's something going on with the weather. That's the reason why I asked. Uh, because my redbud tree is is putting on blooms as it's uh, yeah. losing its leaves.
3: Yeah, we talked about uh, that last week. That some of the, like the uh, tra- uh, apple, the uh, crab apples or whatever. Yeah. I have the Blanco crab apple. I have yeah. the Blanco crab apple, which is
1: uh, uh, indigenous to the Blanco River area, which I yeah. harvested a rooting one year off of, and it is wanting to bloom too. Hmm. As is my mountain laurel.
3: Yeah,
1: it's very really strange.
3: Uh, yeah, uh, they went through. a... A hot, hot, dry spell, and that's uh, supplemented for their cold requirement. So uh, okay. they'll they'll still bloom again next spring. Okay. Uh, still have plenty of bloom for next spring. Okay, hey, uh, that Blanco crabapple is uh, fairly rare.
1: Y'all, Yo, yeah, you you. Uh, I like I said, I have got mine off of the Blanco River. Yeah, and uh, you, I, I got a Rudy years ago. It's yeah. pretty. It's pretty yeah. pretty tree. Okay, thanks, okay. Joe. thanks, Joe. Thank y'all.
2: Bye-bye. All right, you take care. Hi, Joe. Go back to the phone lines now at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Jerry is our. I think it's Jerry. Yeah, Jerry's is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Jerry, welcome to the show. How you doing today?
7: I'm doing fine, and you got it right. Good,
2: <laughs> um, good. I want to ask
7: you: We have two of the they, their volunteers came up that that sage. I think it's kind of a grayish color leaves, and puts the little pinkish purple flowers on them. When is a good time to dig those up and transplant them?
4: Is it a ceniza? Is that what you're talking about? Or?
7: I don't know. It's it, the, the mother plants are the, they're huge and they're kind of a grayish leaf color and it blooms when it's kind of when it rains, when it's going to rain and it has yeah. blue, pinkish purple C- flowers.
2: Cinesa. Yeah, Jerry knows what she's talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh.
4: I, I think I, I think the we're we're getting close to a good time to transplant them. Um, they're I don't about think they're, uh, eight, they're, eight inches tall, eight ten
7: inches
4: tall. Oh, is that all? Yeah, that.
7: Yeah, they're not real, big. maybe maybe a foot. They may be a foot tall.
4: Yeah. But they're well, a good size
7: I, plant already.
4: Yeah, the smaller ones.
3: Are yeah, better. I think go I think
4: go ahead and plant them. This uh, replant them.
3: Are you in the hill country? Okay.
7: No, I'm by Calaveras Lake.
3: Oh, okay. So you've got a, a pretty good soil there. Yeah, it's
7: kind of a sandy, semi-sandy yeah. stuff. And it's not have a lot of rocks
3: in it or anything. And yeah, what I would let it go dormant the, and fool with it in uh, December. They and don't go dormant. They don't go dormant. Sanisa? Evergreen. No. Yeah, but yeah, they. they uh, say, oh, you're you're, you're that saying door, that dormancy as is. close to dormancy yeah, as they'll get. Right.
4: So, so wait, he's just, said, he's just bit, saying yeah. give it a give, give, it a little more, a little bit longer. Hopefully there'll be some cool weather and they'll. Be I don't okay. I think you, with those little ones. I think you. That's it, If it's uh, convenient, yeah, I think you'd do. You'd be successful, but you could wait a little while.
7: Okay. And is there any kind of shrub that maybe maybe flowers, too, that stay small? It's going to be out in the bright sun all day.
4: Shrub, does it have to uh, yes. stay evergreen in the wintertime?
7: No, not necessarily.
4: Um. It's going to be in
7: front of the house. I made a little flower or bed with mulch and they can't really get too big.
4: Um, what about... Indian, uh, Indian hawthorn gets big, doesn't it? Yeah, right. yeah. How about a lavender uh, lantana? Is that... Would that meet the bill? Yeah, I have some of that,
7: yeah. But will it stay in like a bush? But that stuff gets all over the place.
3: Yeah, it's a ground cover. Yeah, but it's not, it's
4: not yeah. nearly as aggr- aggressive as the new gold. How about... We got. Uh, we, we're looking at the fall aster. Of, of course, that that would
3: involve a lot of pruning. Yeah, that's gonna get big uh, I mean, if you don't, to get yeah, well. you don't prune it. That's yeah. why I
7: thought of planting the sage there, but I'd have to keep pruning them to keep them small.
4: Uh, let's see, Calvin, uh, salvia around. gregii. What do you think of the, the, them now? They, they you would, you would prune them every couple of years, but uh, you, know, you wouldn't have to, wouldn't have to does, keep pruning. Oh, how big do they get? How big do they get? They, they generally are, depending on how good your soil is, but they, they stay at a uh, foot
3: and a half, two feet for quite a long time. Oh, that and yeah, it, that
7: would be good.
3: If okay. dwarf realia uh, in that classification, Gal? Yeah, that might okay. be. Uh, It'll grow inside our shade. Yeah. And, and it, uh, I don't know it's got it's, nice purple flowers. Yeah, I don't know if it's tall enough. Or yeah,
7: this, the, this area wouldn't get doesn't get shade at all, hardly, except very late in the evening. Okay. It's mostly. Mm-hmm.
4: But that, okay. uh, that wouldn't phase Uh-oh. uh No, that'd be fine for it.
7: Dwarfuralia. Okay.
4: Okay. Yeah, take a look at those and see if you like them.
7: Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Thank you.
4: Thanks. Good you take, luck. take care.
2: All right. We're going to take a yes, quick sir. break. While we do, give us a call 210-308-8867. Still plenty of time to have your gardening questions answered at 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM The Answer. to garden Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867.
3: Kevin mentioned a while ago uh, uh, the Monte of Monte of Imper, Imperial Purple is the one Greg Grant used to promote. Uh, uh, salvia. And we've noticed the past you several, mean lantana. Years, yeah, lantana, yeah. And uh, we've noticed for the past several years that those stupid things bloom ble- better and more spectacularly in the fall, all the way into winter. Yeah, if it's a far- mild winter, you the first hard to read. Read. Quite well, a long I'm time. I'm just beginning to see them showing up <laughs> in my neighborhood. Yeah, they. Uh, unlike
4: the, well, the new gold did very well through that 100 oh, degrees. Oh, yeah. But uh, the Montev- Vidences, uh doesn't like 100 degrees so much. But no. So, but it's ready now to take its share of bloom now that it's
3: going to cool down a bit. Yeah, but uh, the amazing thing is how it, <laughs> uh, if we have a mild winter, Christmas Day, you can drive around and see that's the only thing that's blooming around Christmas. Think about it. But uh it is spectacular, especially on established beds. But the reason I mention that is because they're on sale through tomorrow. I think Melton mentioned that in the commercial. That they were six nine. Mm-hmm. Almost seven. Almost. Uh but they're on sale for four eighteen. Or 5 for $20 through tomorrow. I don't know if they'll be on sale for next week or not. But that includes plumbago. My plumbago, blue plumbago and white plumbago that I have in my uh, deserted bed down the hill from my house in the backyard, is just knock you out beautiful. Wow. A solid bloom
2: yeah they're looking good
3: <laughs> yeah and, uh, the uh, uh, and I've seen I've seen it at other places too for, uh, where they've used plumbago there's one guy uh, that I cut through to get to my uh, street uh, uh, Gibot and uh, he's he's got uh, the the regular, Color uh, blue, and then he's got a few whites in there. Huh. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, mixed in there, and he keeps those say they're right next to the sidewalk in a raised bed, and he keeps those things uh, sheared back, like like lantana. No. Oh. Huh. And uh, he sheared them back probably a month or so ago, and they're blooming again now. And that white one. Stands out, of course, in the in the in the uh, blue. It's not as vigorous as the white we're going to put on the market. Uh, oh, this is from my backyard. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, keep in mind that uh, those plumbagos have never been watered. Oh, wow. Or anything else done to them.
2: We saw something interesting last night. I really didn't. It was kind of, I had to do a, a, a double take. We were driving through a neighborhood, and they had this bush of lantana. Yeah. It, it was yellow, and it was probably four and a half to five feet tall, and about maybe f- six feet wide across. It was really pretty, but I'm used to lantana sort of being yeah, you're, hunkered you're down. You go. Yeah, but uh, it was it was that similar color, maybe not quite as bright, but yeah, is but that is that more of an old-fashioned I've, lantana? I've got or?
3: some lantana, the wild one.
2: Is that what in,
3: that is? In my, yeah, I think it is. Oh, that's cool. In my ditch. Yeah. <laughs> By the house, and uh, it's blooming. It's blooming right now, and it's about uh, four to five feet tall. Okay. Yeah.
4: There's some uh, hybrids too.
3: That, yeah. That are uh, little that we, different are colors, like you mentioned. Okay. Make. But all all the plumbagos and salvias and Lantanas and more. Yeah, and while
2: supplies last, I think your fall aster falls into that.
3: Yeah, that's right. And uh, uh, they also have, uh, we haven't talked about dianthus very much, but uh, dianthus is, you know, we always talk about pansies, which they've got some out here available for sale. And let's see, what's that other plant that Calvin likes? Um, Zinnia? That they've got in. Oh, Cyclamen. Cyclamen. I never can think of that. No, I know. <laughs> but they've got that in. But uh, they've also got a good supply of Dianthus, Telstar Dianthus. Uh, but it's, uh, it's a low-growing, dense, annual grade for fall color. Produces show- showy and slightly fragrant carnation-like flowers. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a selection. It's a selection out of the old-fashioned carnation. They even got some snapdragons. Also. Yeah, but uh, a lot of people overlook uh, dianthus. I I grow- I used to grow dianthus all the time, and the neat thing about it over pansies and some other plants like that, is that you can cut that sucker back, you know, with a head shear, and it'll come right back into bloom.
4: Yeah, it'll uh, bloom farther into
3: the summer. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I I was just getting ready to say, that uh, it seems to, as far as outlasting pansies and things like that, uh, it, like Calvin said, it, it does better further into the summer than do, do pansies and uh, things like that. So, and they've got a wide variety of color. This tail i never grown this tail star, but uh, it's a new—it's a new hybrid, I think. Hmm. So you might want to try it too. And uh, and the ground covers for sale. Uh, this is a great time to start planting those. And uh, we areas. got about
2: 30 seconds. When will the red, white, and blue blue bonnets start arriving?
3: supposed to be the middle of this month. What is okay. it? What's the date? Four today four? is the 4th. The about two weeks. All right. That's okay. Red, white, and blue. All right. Well, listen, we're going to say goodbye I for today. I think he's got some red already. Red. Oh, I think you red. said that. I think
2: you said that last week. Yeah, yeah right. So we got some red, blue bonnet transplants. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today. Thanks to Al for doing a great job getting all the calls on there. And, of course, thanks to you for listening and the nice words you gave us today. We sure appreciate it. We're back next Saturday here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevard Road. Come join us or just be sure to listen on May 930, The Answer.